This is Ashley, and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to invite you to join the Mentor Me email list. If you are not already on my email list, then you're missing out on at least a weekly email on Monday mornings to kick your work off right. In my weekly emails, I share inspiration, I share strategy, and of course, I'm sharing things that can help you make more money and have more impact in your career. Sometimes I'll share the recording from a previous live, or sometimes I'll share a specific and targeted strategy about negotiations or um, having a challenging conversation with your boss, and sometimes I even share life updates. So if you are not subscribed to the Mentor Me email list, then make sure you subscribe today at mentor-me.org backslash list. Again, that's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org backslash list. It is a great email list to be a part of. I promise you, I will not spam you, but it is a great way to stay abreast on what I know and what the best strategies are in advancing your career. Join today. This week in I digress. I wanted to talk about building trust within yourself, building your ability to trust yourself, building your ability to value your own opinion, really being able to be grounded in your own decision making. I think it's a skill and it's a skill that I'm working to refine in my own self. And it's a skill that I recognize a lot of women don't have, and it constantly keeps them in a place of second guessing and questioning themselves and their own decision-making. And so as I'm working to skill build around this, I thought I'd share what I'm learning with this amazing audience and see if it can help you skill build in this space as well. I'll just note here that like I have not mastered this skill. I am not an expert in trusting myself, but it is a space that I have recognize that it's important to, I guess, have some skills around because so many of our day-to-day decision-making we have to be grounded in or otherwise we'll constantly be second-guessing ourselves. We'll never get anything done. We'll constantly be questioning, did I do the right thing? Should I have done this? What about this? What will they say? You know, we'll, we'll spin ourselves into a spiral and it's just not a productive way to live life. And so again, this is not necessarily something I've mastered, but this is definitely something that I've skill build around. This is something that I've gotten a lot better in. And I I think it's really important sometimes to share the journey, not just like when you've arrived at something and when you kind of know something and when you figured something completely out. But I think that there's value in and sharing what you're learning along the way, sharing what you now know that maybe you didn't know before. And so if this blesses you, if this is helpful to you, definitely let me know, you know, hit me up on Instagram, leave a comment on the podcast page. I just love to share. Obviously, that's the purpose of this show is to help us all school life a little better. And I hope that this helps you do just that. So the number one strategy that I use in building my trust within myself or really learning how to trust myself is to be quiet. So I think that this is really important because, you know, I don't know about you all, but I don't have a lot of quiet moments in my life, right? You know, I get up, you know, I read my daily devotional. I'll talk to my husband for a bit. 
then I'm, you know, off to work in the car, I'll listen to a podcast or, you know, you know, maybe listen to music, you know, I'm in and out of meetings all day, in and out of emails all day, you know, maybe catching up with a girlfriend, talking to a family member, come home, maybe I catch up on my shows, talk to my partner, have a meeting for, you know, a community org that I'm a part of, and it's off to bed. And there's just not a lot of quiet time in my life to think or to just process or to just be. And I think in order to build your trust muscle within your own self, in order to feel grounded in your decision-making and grounded in sort of how you approach your life, you really do need to get quiet. And that doesn't mean that like you can't talk to anyone or you can't have any like you know, get advice from people. And we'll talk about like advice here in a moment. But I do think it's just really important to have quiet time, to have still time, to have time when, you know, there's not ambient noise in the background, but that there's just, you know, space for you to be quiet, get quiet and, and, and hold space for yourself. I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. And so in those quiet times, I feel like that's a great time for God to speak to me. You know, for me, like when I'm just waking up in the morning, that's a really beautiful time, you know, just like that time between like, I'm not fully awoke, but I'm not asleep either. That quiet time is really precious to me. Yeah, I just really believe in getting quiet, being quiet and letting and 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 allowing that quiet time to speak to you. One of the things that I've been working on to make sure that my quiet time isn't interrupted is like just trying to to try like figuring out what to do with intrusive thoughts. So sometimes when you do have quiet time, you know, if you're anything like me, then in the quiet time is when like self-doubt creeps in and imposter syndrome. And now, you know, your quiet moment is filled with you know, criticism, you know, self-criticism, second guessing. And then this is why you don't ever want to be quiet because that's when, you know, the bad and intrusive thoughts come. And so I do try to, you know, interrupt those intrusive thoughts. If, if like I am trying to have a quiet time and then an intrusive thought pops up, then I'm like, okay, let me like block that with a positive affirmation or let me like speak life over myself or whatever until I can get quiet again. So I think just holding space to be quiet and letting people know, like, I think I used to like try to make excuses like, oh, I'm going to go for a run or like, oh, I'm going to whatever. But like, no, like, you know, just telling to people like, this is my quiet time. Like, this is a time where I'm resting, you know, I'm taking a break. Like, I'm going to need 10 minutes of just some space, right? Like letting people know that I think is so beautiful. Just letting people know that you need that quiet time, that that quiet time matters to you and that you're going to take that space for yourself. I find that to be very beautiful. Um, And again, it doesn't have to be a ton of quiet time. It's have to be 30 minutes. If you don't have 30 minutes, it can be seven minutes, but just kind of getting quiet, being quiet, sitting with yourself. I just find so much joy in that and taking it is really important. And so the next strategy I have in like building trust within myself and learning how to trust myself is being clear that I have a decision to make. I think a lot of indecision and a lot of confusion and a lot of lack of trust in oneself is because you haven't decided that you have to decide. (laughs) You know, I often tell my mentees, they'll be like, I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. And I often tell them like, how can you switch from I'm confused, I don't know what to do, to I have a decision to make, right? When you shift from I'm confused, I'm confused, I don't know what to do, to I have a decision to make, then you're able to really honor the fact that a decision has to be made, that a decision um, is required, and you can't sit in indecision. And I think that 
once you clarify that you have a decision to make, then the options for the decision, I think, become more clear. And then it's like, okay, I have to do this or I have to do this, or here are my five options, or, you know, I'm just not going to decide. And and that is the decision that I'm not going to make a decision on this today. I'm going to make a decision on this tomorrow. But even that is a decision, right? And I think sometimes when we, when we sit in, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I'm so confused. It, it, it renders us powerless. You know, it renders us inactionable. But as soon as we shift from I'm confused, I don't know what to do to I have a decision to make, then we're empowered, then we're activated, then we're accountable, then it's like, okay, you know, here are my five options, here are my three options, here are the two pathways that, you know, are most reasonable, you know, and then I have a decision to choose one, I have a decision to take the next step, I have a decision to say yes or no, I have a decision to say today or tomorrow, right? And so just getting clear on the fact that you have a decision to make, I think is really important. And that way you're not just sitting in indecision. You're not just sitting in confusion. Um, And then the third strategy I want to talk about is asking for advice. And I believe in the power of advice, obviously, right? I'm a mentor. I believe in, you know, getting help from experts. I believe in letting people pour into you, letting people speak life over you, letting people share strategy with you. You know, we are not born, you know, unto ourselves. We are accountable to one another. Um, We have a lot to learn from one another. And so it is really important that we, that we, can go to other people, we can go to experts, we can go to coaches, mentors, trainers for advice. But when you are going to someone for advice, you know, in order to honor your own ability to trust yourself, in order to like get out of a space of indecision, it's really important that you're very specific when you ask for advice, right? So instead of going to someone saying, I don't know what to do, what do you think I should do? You might go to them and say, I have a decision to make. Here are the two pathways that I'm considering based on, you know, you know, your own life experience or based on your expertise. Are there any other things that I should be considering as I'm making this decision? Are there any blind spots that I have as I make this decision? Are there any considerations that you think I should be making that I have not yet considered, right? It's really important to ask better questions when we're asking for advice. And we have to recognize that when people are giving us advice, they're giving us advice from their own perspective, from their own lived experience, from the things that they've studied, that they have come to know. And that's okay, right? Like that that's a good thing because you want their specific perspective, but you always have to remember that they don't have you know, even when you give them context, even when you give them as much information as possible, they don't know every, you know, fear you have. They don't know every, you know, personal hangup or childhood trauma that you have. And so their advice might not be considering all of those nuanced details. And so it's very important that you are specific when you're asking for advice. You might say, you know, I have a real fear around X. So given that fear and the decision that I have to make, what kind of strategies do you think that I should be considering as I make this decision? Or, you know, what are some things that you've done to really combat fear around this issue, Um, you know, given your own lived experience, right? And so just asking better questions when we ask for advice, don't just say, you know, what advice do you have for me? Or what advice would you give to a 22-year-old? Like, okay, a 22-year-old with what considerations, with what fears, with what resources, you know, that has what level of education, the more information you can give to someone who's giving you advice, the more specific your ask when asking for advice, the better. And I know that sometimes it's like, I don't know what I don't know. So I don't know how to ask for advice. I don't know how to ask a good question. 
Well, one of the strategies that I've used is that I, I often ask people, I often say like, you know, I have a decision to make. Here are the two pathways I'm considering. What other things do you think I should consider? Or what are the, you know, you know, given what I've shared, you know, do you think I have any blind spots? Or are there any, you know, things that you would be considering if you had a decision to make like this as well? I'm not asking them what they think I should do. I'm not asking them, you know, you know, what they would do. I'm saying, do you see any gaps in my thinking, in my process? And I think that it's better when you're asking it for advice. I think it's often better to ask process questions questions than like tactical questions. Like what, what about my process is flawed or like, what do you, you know, are, are there any process steps that I'm missing? Because if you can, you know, it's like anything, if you can follow a framework, then you can get to the end, but making sure that your framework is tight is really important. So again, you know, number one, getting quiet, this is a great way to work through indecision and begin to trust yourself. Number two, get clear on the fact that you have a decision to make, you know, instead of sitting in indecision, being clear that I have a decision to make. And even if you don't know the pathways, just knowing that you can be empowered in making a decision is sometimes really helpful. And then number three, being specific when you ask for advice, not just to asking people, what do you think I should do? Or, you know, what would you do? But moreover saying, you know, what, what things might I consider or what, you know, blind spots do you see me having here? And then finally, the final thing that I think is really helpful for working through indecision and really learning how to trust yourself and trust your own decision-making is honoring the decision that you make. Um, you know, so often we'll make our a decision and then we'll beat ourselves up for six weeks after it. We'll make a decision and then somebody will say, oh, you know, good decision or, you know, I'm so happy for you. And you're like, well, yeah, I don't really know if it was a good decision or not. But, you know, we just like disrespect all of our decision making. We second guess all of our decision making. And I just really you know, one of the skills that we have to build, right, around trusting ourselves and in, in moving out of indecision is to honor the decision we made, you know, honor the fact that we made a decision, that we were decisive, and, 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 you know, learn to live with the consequences of those decisions. Every decision has a consequence, every decision has a benefit, every decision has a after action, right? And so, just beginning to honor the decisions we make, respect the decisions we make, own up and take accountability for the decisions we make is a big part of trusting yourself because a person who trusts themselves isn't going to shame their later decision. At least not, you know, they're going to say, you know, that was, I made the best decision I could with the, you know, information I had in front of me, you know, whatever that looks like. And so honoring that decision, I think is, is really valuable. Um, and I think that when you do these four things, when you when you walk in this pathway, then it really it really begins to help you trust yourself, help you feel grounded in your decision making. And also, I think it really helps you begin to respect yourself that much more. Right. You're, you're not getting on yourself. Or you're not getting down on yourself. You're saying, you know, I trust myself. I made a decision and I can live with the consequences of that decision. And I think it helps other people trust you too. You know, when you go to people and you say, what blind spots do I have? Or, you know, other considerations might I have? Then people are like, oh, you know, they're being thoughtful. They're not just coming to me, you know, all willy nilly and asking me what they should do without any research, without any forethought. They're coming to me, you know, as a trusted resource. And I think people, other people begin to respect you as well. So I digress, but I hope that this conversation really helped you think through how you might trust yourself more, how you might honor your decisions, how you might ask for better advice, and how you might get a bit more quiet so that you can really hear from, you know, God when it comes to making the best decisions for your life and for your career.
And last but not least this week is TVT. And I want to talk about a TV show that I've been watching recently that I really enjoy and a movie that I watched recently where I was presently surprised. So Up First is a TV show. It's called Class of 09. I'm pretty sure it comes on FX and I've been watching it on Hulu. And it stars Brian Tyree Henry. He is an actor that was, I think, maybe made first famous first by the TV show Atlanta. But he is just such a brilliant, brilliant actor. He was hilarious in um, Atlanta. And I love him in this show as well. It's a police procedural based on the FBI. But they do this really cool slash freaky thing where they do past, present, and future. And so like the past, I think is like, you know, 2009, the present is 2023 and the future is like 2053 or something like that. And so they do this whole thing where they're just really, you know, like looking at the past and what decisions people made, how that's impacting their present and, you know, how it impacts their relationships in the future. Like I said, it's really freaky because it has like some sci-fi stuff and some futuristic stuff, but it also is like this like undercover, who can you trust? FBI, espionage kind of show that I'm like really, really digging. So if you're into that kind of stuff, and I know many of you are because you listen to the show and we love a police procedural here, this would be a good watch. Yeah, I'm just a couple episodes in. I think it only has two or three episodes out. But yeah, so far so good. Would definitely recommend Class of 09 on FX. And like I said, I've been watching through Hulu. And this movie that I want to talk about, I think it's one that's been out for a while, maybe even like a summer or like a year. So like maybe last summer, I think it may have come out, but I just randomly watched it on a Sunday afternoon. And I was like, oh, this is better than it should be. And that is the newly reprised White Man Can't, White Man Can't Jump with Jack Harlow. And yeah, like Jack Harlow is like, a really good actor. My husband said that he was playing himself, but I actually thought that he was playing like a little up. Like I thought that his his demeanor, his act, his mannerisms, like yes, he was like a like I I could see how someone was like oh he's playing himself, but I actually thought that he was like funnier than he like had to be, or like his his character was funnier than just like who he normally presents as. And listen, I don't know like Jack Harlow like that. I don't, you know, I'm not that big of a fan, but I think he definitely has an archetype and this show, this movie was better than the archetype. (laughs) He had some really good jokes. His, His whole vibe was very like, Woody, you know, in the show, but like a 2023 Woody, like it was, it was pretty good. So would highly recommend that you check this out. Like a lot of things about it really caught me off guard, but in the best way. Tiana Taylor plays in the movie and she, you know, I will watch Tiana do anything. She almost always plays herself, which I truly enjoy, but she is just good at playing herself. Like she is actually playing herself and herself is beautiful on camera so yeah check it out like if you like have a 
you know, again, this is a perfect Sunday afternoon kind of movie. You know, you're kind of paying attention, kind of not, but then the more you kind of pay attention, the more you kind of want to, because it's kind of good. Um, that's definitely how I would say White Man Can't Jump, the newly reprised movie caught me and it was better than I thought it was. I definitely left out loud several times. So that wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. Thanks so much for listening. And again, be sure to get on our email list at mentor-me.org backslash list. I'll be sharing some really exciting opportunities to learn from me this summer in June and July. And you don't want to miss those. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.